0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Thursday, August 1st, 2019, season 15, episode number 18. Welcome to another edition of The Break. Amber's cold, but we all feel really good out here in Oxnard, California. It's a beautiful day. Cowboys take the field again this afternoon. Um, they, have, uh, they were off yesterday. They'll be out for a walkthrough this morning and then their regular practice at 3.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time for the 5.30 for you guys back in Dallas. And we'll be here to cover it all. But for the next hour, we're talking Cowboys football with you guys. How's everybody feeling this morning? Outstanding. Outstanding. That's great. Good. Cold. cold? No, Cold, it's not. but good.
2: Oh, her. Yeah, cold. I all know. right.
1: Uh, we got a lot we want to talk about today. Um, oh, yeah. We are now a quarter of the way through training camp practices. Right. And so we're going to do a quarterly review. Uh, I have a lots of questions I'm going to throw at these guys. Uh, we're going to see what their thoughts are. It's going to give you guys a full picture of the kinds of things we've seen over these first four practices uh, that the Cowboys have had in Oxnard. But before we get to that, I do also want to make a quick programming note. Uh, This morning we put out the first edition of a uh, program that actually Nick is running point on with our, our production team, called the process. Nick, you want to tell people what the process is and what they should expect from this show?
3: Well, as they've heard the term several times, it, it, everything we do here is a process, and that stems from obviously really? Jason Garrett. Yeah, but he's right. You know, he just says it a lot, but and that's why everyone kind of makes fun of the name. But um, the process is 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 something we've been working on here uh, this last week, uh, just trying to go behind the scenes as much as possible. Uh, and again, as much as possible, um, uh, whether it be, you know, the, the team traveling to California or inside some of the meeting rooms. I know one of the things was Jerry Jones addressing the team, got kind of emotional, uh, to the team and we, we, we captured that. We have Jason Garrett talking to the team in, in a huddle, Gary Brown mic'd up. There's some, there's some really good segments there and we're going to try to do that here throughout uh, training camp. So, uh, you've seen that the show, it's nothing, you know, unique, uh, but it's unique, I guess, for us to do it out here with the Cowboys and, and for us to do it.
1: Yeah, one piece that I thought was really interesting was the uh, the piece that started with the running backs uh, sitting, uh, having barbecue mm-hmm. dinner. And actually, we shot that back in June when Zeke was still with right. the team. And uh, some really good footage from that. I, I, I tweeted that this morning that although you kind of see a piece of that and here's some of that conversation that happened, there's a longer piece to that that we're going to probably put out a little later right. this summer. Uh, hopefully, by then, Zeke might be back with the team, right. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll have Probably a little nice. more to show you guys. But He could uh, actually
3: st- uh, maybe speak right. in, the, in the thing.
1: But it was uh, b- but a really good video, and good job with that. You guys can expect that we'll be doing those every week uh, throughout training camp for the next four or five weeks, uh, so you uh, check that out, and you can see it on any one of our platforms. You get our website, mobile app, uh, connected TV, all that stuff. All right, so let's start as we normally start, with a little bit of blanket coverage. I have some statements for you guys. There will be a blank. You fill in the blank. The first statement: Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the Saints, signed a five-year extension worth $100 million over five years, averaging about $20 million a year, with $61 million guaranteed. Amari Cooper should expect blank.
4: Dave, uh, um, Amari Cooper should expect the floor of his deal to have raised a little bit, but I think I think he already knew that. You know, uh, this we knew this was coming. We knew the Saints were going to get it done we also know Amari, Amari Cooper's not going to set the receiver market. I don't like nobody in the world expects that to happen. I don't think even Amari does. But it just raises the floor of what you're capable of asking for. Odell Beckham used to set the market at 18. Now that's second. And so now, you know, 16 all of a sudden 15 to 17 doesn't look so shiny. Uh so no, He's not going to set the market, but it's somewhere between 17 and 18 per year is probably what I think Amari will get. So, again, I don't, I don't think it's a big surprise, but it raises the minimum of what he's capable of asking for. Amari should
3: expect what, Nick? Something soon. I mean, I think that's kind of what they were waiting for, right? I don't think – and Cooper's not really in, in a big hurry, but um, I don't know, if Odell's making 18s, See, Odell's the one that's going to come, come back in this whole deal and, and want to go over the top on that. Well, but Julio's still out there as well. He's asking yeah, for a new deal Julio as well. Julio is another one to watch. And and But I don't think that matters. I really don't because Julio's going to go over that, and I don't think Cooper goes over that. I mean, I think Cooper's sitting at 18-19. Because so
1: that, that would raise an interesting question. If you think that Amari, at the end of the day, wants to be the highest-paid receiver,
4: and he waits for Julio
1: and Julio goes over he there. Does. I don't I don't, you don't it, think he and does. And
3: I think he's kind of come out and said that, I right? mean
4: nothing about the way he has behaved or talked this off suggests he wants that. I, I like it's like he's just he's the simplest one for me cuz like he's not making a fuss. I don't think even his agent thinks he's supposed to be the highest paid when you look at what Michael Thomas has done for the first 3 years of his career mm. when you look at what Julio Jones has done for a decade at this point. Uh, he should probably be somewhere between three and six, and I think that's where he will be when it's all said and done. It's right. same thing for Dak Prescott, for that matter. It's just that everybody kind of agrees on Coop, whereas very few people have the, uh, can figure out how they feel about Dak. Amber, Amari Cooper should expect.
2: A crap ton of money. <laughs> Very simple. I'll be that's, honest. That's I mean, the best answer. I, that is the best I just answer. think that either way, he's gonna make a ton of money, and you 20, uh, know, twenty, twenty-one. A it doesn't ton. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, a ton crap ton of money. Yeah, and you know, when it comes to contract talks and and money and cap salary and blah blah blah, I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert in that I would have so.
4: said the other word. Yeah, I know you would have. We're not but regulated. Regulated. you know, I, keep yeah. it, I try no, to keep are it Derek clean. Regulated. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, so here's the next statement. Steven's response to the contract when asked uh if the, it raises the price for Amari was, "No, I think it's probably in line with what we were thinking. I've got a little better number than that. Amari should expect blank." Nick. After hearing what I'm Steven confused. says, should after I hearing say what Steven, after hearing what Steven said, does that change what Amari should expect? Is what I'm asking. But here was Stevens' quote again. No, I think it's probably in line with what we were thinking. I've got a little better number than that.
3: I've got a better number than that. Is he talking about Amari's deal? He's talking deal? about.
1: He was asked about specifically Michael Thomas's deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in his response to whether he thinks that affects what they were going to do with Amari. His response was, "No, I think it's probably in line with what we were thinking. I've got a little better number. That part's fine. That's the the better number.
4: Yeah, I I don't know what that means because I will be shocked if Amari's deal tops Thomas's. Uh, Maybe really? Yeah, because
1: that's that's the impression I got from the quote was. We actually were thinking a little bit more than that. It's almost like I've I've got a better
3: idea now. Like it's like he's got a better idea.
2: Yeah, because why would he say that though? Right. Why Why would would he he say say that out out loud? That doesn't know. make much he sense. He also
4: said he said uh, probably in the same interview, if I had to guess, he said we're damn sure not going to be market setters. That for, was the article. That was for the, any the same of these one. guys, yeah, which that the that's, which is why I'll be shot. I mean, I I don't expect him to top, uh, um, Thomas. So maybe he's talking about more guarantees. Maybe and you know Jerry and Stephen Jones have been quick to mention the marketing aspect that comes along with being a cornerstone for the Cowboys. So maybe he was talking about that.
3: Why do I feel like his jersey number is going to be in, in in play here? Why do I feel like it's going to be that? It's going to be the around cube. 19, like 19 for 19. Like I just feel like that's going to be I like <laughs> 19
1: it. for 19 and 19 in
3: 19. I didn't think about that. Damn. Yeah. We've got a lot Clever. of leverage. Let's do it. Get the graphic people working on
4: it. <laughs> 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 All
1: right, let's jump into our quarterly review. I have uh, some questions here. It's roughly about eight or nine questions. Uh, the 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 point is to make you think and okay. make you give thoughtful answers. Can you do that? Yeah. And just I'm, I I'm, helped I'm you with them, so I, yeah, I can. <laughs> you only helped me with two of them.
4: <laughs> okay. Want to quibble?
1: Real well, that's quick.
2: not fair. If you prepared no, for it. it, it's fine. We're gonna be fine. Don't
4: worry. <laughs> well, <about> he wrote <laughs> a couple of them. Go ahead. How I, about
2: I was in the tent
3: before
4: the show started. It's two practices. Wow. <laughs> it's two. Practices, not right. four. Right. Routes on air don't count. So, like, to call this a quarterly review feels disingenuous. You know, I, I feel like It's not because I you should... have sixteen practices; they've had four. I games. know. I knew you were going to say on. that. Okay. Oh All right. Gosh.
2: I feel like I should know Dave. way more from this team right now, and Dave. I don't.
1: You like, know, you've only it, watched two practices. I know. No, I will, I will say. This. feels like I need I will, more. I will say this though, Amber. I actually feel the exact same way. As I was writing some of these, some of these are going to rely on you taking kind of what you know of the player from last year. What you know of them from the offseason, and let's then compare that to the two practices you've had to see if that corroborates what you cannonball, baby. Okay. I think this How's
3: is a going? great game. All right, awesome let's do game. it. I think this is a good idea and a great game. You're doing a That's great job. That's why you and I have been doing this for 15 years in no, these sets. No, it's I don't because, know. Dave, you should know by now. As soon as you start questioning this, he's like, well, you know what? Tomorrow, you right. do the show. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. And I'll be sitting over here like, what right. are you talking about? What let's go. go. All yeah. right, here we go. First question. Who is more primed for a breakout year, Xavier Woods or Connor Williams?
4: Uh, Xavier Woods, because he plays a position that enables him to do that. I mean, you know, nobody looks at offensive line except for the the tape. For us. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously people <laughs> yeah. do, but it's way harder to stand out, especially right. when there's so many other great players on that offensive line. Uh, but let's put it all in
1: relative terms, and I'm not talking so much about the perp- for the purposes of fanfare. I'm talking more from the purposes of a an evaluator who's looking at this team and saying, man, this player went from being a decent player to being a really great player. Who's had the who's in, in who's better prepared to have that kind of breakout year?
4: And the last thing we saw before the off day was Xavier Woods pick six Dak Prescott, read him like a book. And it was a beautiful play. And he was I mean he's he has gotten better every year of his career. They didn't draft the safety because that's how in love they are with Xavier Woods. That's Chris Richard, that's coming out of his mouth. So, Xavier Woods. All right. Amber.
2: Well, I'm going to go with Connor. (laughs) I mean.
3: Why? (laughs) Because
2: we're buddies now. He's my buddy. No. No, no, I I think he's made. You can tell. And with us just seeing two practices here, you can already tell the difference between last year and the change in his body and the, the strength that he has gained. Yes, Xavier Woods, I like what I've seen so far. but. I don't want to get too excited just yet because I've seen that happen before where you're at training camp and you're making plays, intercepting the ball and this and that. But then once the season comes, it kind of fades away and disappears a little bit. So I'm not ready to jump on that train of the Xavier Woods. I have faith in him. I like what I see so far. But le- let's wait a little bit.
1: The one thing I will say that, that might uh, might make you feel a little bit better about that is usually I agree with you. But usually, when you see that, it's skill position, it's defensive backs, it's those kind of guys. It's rare that you see an offensive lineman looking good in camp, and then all of a sudden in the season he's not.
2: Right. Um, yeah. Because
1: looking good in camp is just all about bullying people. Basically, yeah. And I and that's the one thing I've been excited to see out here. Like there have been a couple times when I've seen him. Like Nick says, he just basically locks down. Like he sits down, mm. and the guy doesn't
3: move. You didn't see that a lot from Connor he looks, last year. He looks like a different. He guy. looks
1: very, very strong and stout, and and that's the part that I really love
3: about him. Nick Connor, um, he has a golf cart, and and, <laughs> and 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 he has a golf cart. Explain what that. And means. The golf cart means that these are the conditioning, um, strength and conditioning award winners for the season. He's the guy that that worked really, really hard, and not to say that any of the guys didn't. But does
2: Xavier have one too?
3: Does he? I, don't I thought I. I don't think he I don't think he did. I don't think he does. I Either way, I mean Connor needed to get a little stronger. He did. When you look at the Rams game last year, he played well in that game against a pretty decent player in Aaron Donald. Uh, joke. And uh Xavier Woods <laughs> struggled a little bit, uh, if I remember in some of the some of the plays in the open field. Also, Xavier Woods plays next to Jeff Heath and he play and he plays next to Tyron Smith. So I think you have a, better, trying to say? You have a better chance to play to look good when you play next to Tyron Smith and, and Travis you And Travis well, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. You breaking news here? No, okay. well, I'm just saying maybe. I mean, like long you way said, to go because we're only two practices, <laughs> two practices in, the <laughs> <laughs> and
1: right. he's missed one of them. All right. No, I, and I, I don't want to. I love that you guys are, are picking Connor. I mean I'm sorry, yeah, picking Connor, but I, I also I want to reiterate what Dave's saying. Like Xavier, he's looked really good out here too. Okay. He looks And uh, and he's a guy that they believe in quite a bit. So you gonna play along on
3: some of these two? You can answer. Yeah, I might answer. I've good. given you guys he's some. He's been answering. I have. I've been
1: giving you perspective, my perspective throughout. All right, here's the second question. More impression uh, I'm sorry, more impressive unit thus far through, as Dave says, two training camp practice. Thank, Thank you. you. You got defensive backs, offensive line, or linebackers. Who's been more impressive? Amber, let's start with you.
2: Uh uh honest well because of what i've been paying more attention to mm-hmm. i would say the o-line okay. I, I mean when they go on those one-on-ones yeah. you, you cannot not watch you have to be locked in on what they're doing and just watch them. i mean they, it's amazing how powerful and strong they are and they will dominate you so o-line, o-line. for me
3: Nick. Yeah, the the O line is, is what we're seeing. Um that they're dominating a lot more. I will say that, you know, Crawford and D Law not being out there kind of affects that. Yeah. and you could say Frederick, you know, probably hasn't been out there either. But um you just see you see the defensive backs struggle some. Um the linebackers that's it's just tough right now to tell yeah. that one. The offensive line's given you to me the best perspective of what they're doing, so I would say them.
4: It, it is the O-line, but shout-out to the DBs. They got two picks at the last practice, so they've done some stuff. Line, linebacker is the absolute hardest position to shine in training camp, yeah. but Layton and Jalen just look like athletic okay. super freaks out there. They don't get to do anything, but they look impressive. But it's the O-line so How far.
1: surprising is it to you that the defensive backs have looked as good as they have and they're arguably their best
3: player isn't even out there? Uh, yeah, I, I mean – not that surprising because I think if you were to say, what's, you know, who's the, who's the coach that, that, you know, is kind of gets the most out of his players, you know, you would say maybe Chris Richard. I mean, he just does a really great job. You can see it by just being out here, how good he is as a coach. And so his units aren't going to suck, you know, they're just not not going to, and he's going to be, you know, he takes this thing, you know, very seriously every practice. And so I, it doesn't surprise me, but, there's some good battles i mean they they've they've given up some some big plays as I'm well. not yeah but I'm that's not a part ready.
1: of being a defensive backup. Like, I of don't course. care who you are you're going to give up plays. The point is you better win some too and they're winning some
4: and I'm not ready to say they're like balling out of control without Byron Jones like they got two picks in team period they also
3: got dusted on the first day multiple this, times this is so. probably you know I've said it for years about oh let's get some speed over here. This is probably the fastest group of wide receivers that they've had from one to like ten. That I've seen that that I can remember now, a lot of those guys are going to be off the team though, you know. Yeah. Some of the, the 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 guys that get cut could probably make a four by you know one hundred meter relay team and beat the the starters. I would love to see that. They would definitely beat them, don't you? I I'm I don't know about
4: definitely, but I'd love to watch. Hell yeah! I mean Reggie Davis, John Vay, Jalen Guyton,
3: and and uh, those guys can run and Devin Smith, yeah, against. Gallup, Cooper, Tavon. I, I might have I mean, to take the backups. I don't know. That'd be a good one. I would yeah, love we'll to watch that.
4: That'd okay. be fun.
1: All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we will actually continue on that topic of the wide receivers. I want to know outside of Amari Cooper, who's been the most impressive wide receiver out here through the first two days of training camp practice. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
2: Back to the You're break. You're like me and you love. I mean, if you have
1: a
5: Get the live sports you love. Try TV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit Direct DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little little package. After three months, we news monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies
0: by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply.
5: Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Steven Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to th- talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today.
0: While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealercom slash football.
1: Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from Oxford, California. It is uh, Today will be the fifth practice the Cowboys have uh, here in Oxnard, they have a walkthrough that they'll be uh, starting up here momentarily around 10.45 a.m., uh, 11 o'clock, right in there. And then uh, they'll have a practice that's open to the public this afternoon at 3.30. Also, for you guys that uh, that want to check it out, Sunday there will be the blue and white scrimmage. If you're in the Oxnard area, you can come out, again, free of charge to be able to come out and watch the, the team uh, during their scrimmage. Uh, but if you're not in the area, you'll be able to watch it on all of our platforms, dallascowboys.com, Cowboys Mobile, uh, our connected TV app. Um, as well as Periscope, YouTube, Facebook. We'll have it everywhere. So if you're alive and on a connected device, you should be able to watch the scrimmage this coming Sunday. All right, let's get back in. We're doing a quarterly review. Uh, we got some questions that we've rolled out for these guys. Our next question is, outside of Amari Cooper, which wide receiver has been the most impressive through two training camp practices?
4: Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. He looks great. He looked great in training camp last year. Yep. Uh, it's going to be about being consistent, translating that to the to the bright lights. I think he can do that, but his, his footwork is great. He doesn't, like, you know, he's not as fast as some of these guys. He's not as big as some of them. Um, he doesn't do, like, the freakazoid catches, at least not that I've seen yet. But, like, he's just consistent and shifty and Honestly, that's him and
1: Amari. Like, Amari's like that, too. Amari's not the Dez type. Remember when Dez used to be out here at training camp, we'd do the Dez, doing Dez things, right? That's not Amari either. Not that we've seen, yeah. They're just both technicians. They they run good routes. They Mm -hmm. get open. And they catch the ball, right? And that's
4: just Amari's, as good. Amari is a big, bulky dude, though. Like, I'm mean, not maybe not as bulky as like a Des or a Julio Jones, but he's big. Like Michael Gallup is is pretty but, not un- unassuming. Yeah. Like we saw him in the parking lot the other day, and we were like, "Whoa, Mike's really that tall?" Like he I was didn't-
2: walking right next to Layton.
4: He was like not that much shorter. And it than He was, like, was like almost similar. You're like yeah. well, something's, something's off here. Something's going yeah. wrong here because Mike doesn't look that imposing on the field. Um, but he's he's been nice out here for sure. Yep. Those, guys, oh, those guys
3: are good just when you talk about, you know, Dez doing Dez things and all that. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's been doing it for 20 years almost, yeah. you know, and he's never really been the most impressive. But he just – you're right about being, you know, a guy that could just run routes, and, and it, it works. I mean, you know, I guess you could say Jerry Rice was probably the same way uh, for being that way. I don't know. I'll answer the question. <laughs> yeah, sure. We go. just <laughs> compared Mike
4: to Larry Fitzgerald and
3: Jerry Rice. Sort, sort of. No, I'm, I'm sort of. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you just don't have to be this crazy freak all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think all the the backup receivers have been that consistent. So it's just that, to me, I mean, Gallup's a good answer. And then Cobb, you would say Cobb. But Cobb had a He's bad day. It, yeah. 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 Really bad day. I actually day was going to ask the that
1: question of what you guys think of Randall Cobb. Because it was – I, I guess that was what it was, was that? It was, the, was, that? It was the morning so practice. The it was. So but it he had a Tuesday. he had a really
4: to me a, it a would, really rough yeah. practice.
1: There were a lot of balls. I think there were two or three that went straight through
4: his hands. He he was the reason for Dak's first pick, right? Uh, it went it just went right through his hands. He dropped the third down conversion in the team period. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just been a rough day. He's but. a he's a decade long vet with a Pro Bowl appearance under his belt. Like he's got to do way more than that before I start to be worried about him, right?
1: Amber, tell me, what, uh, what what wide receiver other than Amari has been most impressive?
2: Well, I would stick with Michael Gallup. I think he has the he has been the one that has shown more things here. And what I like about him is that he makes it seem effortless in a way. He does things, and you don't see him like it's nothing freakish, like we said. But it just doesn't seem like he's struggling for it or, or rushing for it. It just it just happens, natural. And of course. Just like anybody else, he needs to clean it up more and be more consistent about it. But he has it. He has it. Whatever it is for a receiver, he has it.
1: All right. Uh, Next question. If you had to identify the area of this team with the most questions, what would it be? Special teams or running backs? (laughs) Oh, damn. Nice. Well, see, the thing about it. Uh, Nice question. I
4: think initially you would think running backs, obviously, right? But special teams... No, it is probably special teams because – am I thrilled about it? No, but Alfred Morris has played in this league. Uh, Tony Pollard was a fourth-round pick for a reason. Like, you know that they can take the ball and run with it. I don't know how good it will look. I don't know – we haven't had a kicker hit 100 percent of his kicks out here yet this year, and Dan Bailey used to just do that like it was. Especially that's, at camp, we've made so many jokes about. It. That's why we didn't. We stopped watching special teams because like, oh, boom, 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 cool. Let's go do the other one. Uh, Maher is missed every day he's kicked, and so is Casey Redfern. Um, Chris Jones, I'm not super worried about. People although are
2: gonna like that. Chris Jones. That, so. Chris Jones
4: did have a he he dipped last year. He did. It's something to watch. Um, but it's so hard to gauge punting at training camp. I know Casey Redfern punted for Chris on Tuesday, and it was kind of eh. But, you know, he's back up for a reason, I guess. I'm not worried about Chris Jones. I'm kind of worried about the kickers. All right. Amber. Uh, Running back or kickers? What has more
1: more questions?
2: That's so close to each other. That, that one's really hard. I think that, that you have the guys to do things with, but – I don't know. I wish I could talk more about the kicker. I have not been watching them. It's like I, I we watch practice, and then all of a sudden I forget that they're there kicking on the other <laughs> side of the field. I forget about That's it. That's
4: what got us into this I mess know, last year. I know. I AG, know. come on.
2: Yeah, but uh, I would probably say special teams because at least with the running back you – you can count on the O line to help you out, open up some that's holes a good point. for you. Yeah, it is. So I would just stick with the special teams. All right, Nick. I
3: think there's more questions. I guess at running back. I mean, because you said special teams, so two of the three are, are set. You know what what they're going to be, and, and and Maher will probably be the guy. I think at running back, there's just more. There's just more questions of how all that's going to go because, you know, your starters is, is is in Cabo right now, so. Uh, do you expect him to be back? yeah, but but at what shape and what condition? I'm not sure and then what, what how they're going to get Pollard involved and, and where Morris goes after that? I think there's more questions there and it's more obviously a more important position. Um, you know, even though you know kicker is a big deal, but you said special team, so I think 66% of it is, is pretty much set. How do you factor in the punt
1: returner because right now, the punt returner from last year, I mean, we said this earlier on a show a couple of days ago he could be on this team or not be on this team. Like, I don't, I think it's kind of a 50-50 proposition as to whether he even makes the team. He's also not even fielding punts out here. Right, there's a lot of other guys doing that. So the point is, like, when you factor yeah. in all of special teams, to me, there seems to be a ton of questions there. And even if you say the kicker is decided, I don't know that you feel great about it right now. Mm-hmm. So there still are question marks about how you think he's going to perform. Same thing with the punter. Yeah. He last year was not a great year for him. Not the the year the the years that we've been accustomed to seeing from Russ Jones. If you can it certainly your, wasn't last. year. But if year.
3: you get your running back in order, you don't have to punt that much. <laughs> yeah, one problem can solve a <laughs> bunch of others, right? I love that answer, <laughs> like
1: that
4: high school coach in Arkansas that just never punts. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where
1: it was? I know it was
4: somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like never. He just never Never punts. Never. Maybe he just didn't have a
1: punter. No. No. (laughs) 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 Analytics,
4: baby. We're coming.
1: All right, next question. With regard to the backup quarterback position, I'm going to give you four statements. You tell me which one is most accurate. Mike White has been better than Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush has been better than Mike White. Both have been okay to good, or Dallas needs
3: help at backup quarterback. I think there's a fifth one you could have said. Which was what's the Christian is better than the other two. Good point. I should have thrown that in. Really?
1: No. Yeah. Well if you want no if you want to have the conversation, have the conversation.
3: I've only here we go. I that can dude looks better than the other two.
4: Uh his first Th-
2: That's a new guy? Yeah. No, yeah. no, not at all. We've, yeah. had, we've no, had no 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 two, no, 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 no. We've I've been had watching.
4: Two padded practices and in the first one, Terren Christian fumbled his first snap. Okay fumbled the exchange with the running back on the second snap and then threw a pass into the hands of a defensive lineman so on then, the third. So
3: line. you were just done. So then you, Not stopped, even a defensive you stopped looking bat. at him.
4: I I didn't stop looking at him, but like that's the only impression I have of him. I don't even remember He's what he did on Tuesday. He's noticeably
2: worse than Mike and Cooper rush.
3: Disagree.
4: Well,
2: I I don't know what you've been fight, watching.
4: Fight I, fight. I I can't <laughs> go there with you. I was going to say the last two answers um Wait, r- remind okay. me what the First last one was. Were.
1: Mike White's better, Cooper Rush's is no, 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 better. No, second, neither one
4: of those. And then both <laughs> have been
1: okay to good, and then Dallas needs help at backup quarterback.
4: I'll say they've both been okay and Dallas needs help at backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean like they're not going to get it. Like but, they're but like we already know that. Yeah. I don't I would not feel remotely comfortable with either of them st- playing snaps in a real mm-hmm. situation. Um they've both they've both made some decent throws. I haven't seen either of them just do something atrocious yet but I haven't been wowed by either one of them yeah. either. Co- Cooper Rush, he can throw such a pretty ball, and then like two reps later it's, you know, it's 18 yards out of bounds. And you're like, what, this is the same guy? I, that's weird. Like it's very – the consistency is troublesome. But does that make you
1: feel like with more reps he might actually get there because he does do some things
4: that, that pop for you? We've seen him do it before, his rookie year. his He was so good that preseason, his rookie year. And we haven't really seen him get to that level since. Um, maybe. maybe I'm not optimistic, if I'm being honest, but maybe. Amber, you got an opinion on these two?
2: Um, I don't feel comfortable with either of them. Uh, I think Cooper Rush, I feel that he has improved a little bit since we've been here compared to what we have been seeing at the start. Back at home, but is it enough for me to be like, oh yeah, put him in a game? No, not at all. I'm so. n-
4: I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I gotta know what you've seen from Taryn Christian that inspires this confidence.
3: He throws the ball better than the other two.
4: You think so? Like, yeah, I do. I, I, I trust you. I really I mean, do okay. think
3: he throws the ball better, and I think he's 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 obviously more mobile. I think I think if he gets some some snaps in the, in the games, I'm not sure he will, but I mean, I think I think he'll. I think when it's all said and done, he'll be better than at least one of them. I hope you're right. But, but again, when I say that, like, wh- what are we talking I mean, when I'm talking about the bar being high, Yeah, like right. he's better no. than those two. Yeah. Those other two aren't very good at all. To me, this whole thing is, and I'm not talking about wealthy, rich people. I'm talking about just average people. Dak Prescott is like, they're going to treat Dak Prescott like you would your car. You don't have a backup car you just have a car and if your car breaks down then you got to get a new car you don't just have another one in there that's that's how they're gonna treat it and and is that gonna be good uh, maybe well the, going along with your analogy
1: what makes that a little bit more palatable is the fact that you got a new car right you got a new sturdy car so if you get a new sturdy yeah. car you feel like I don't really need to worry about a backup you don't right have a backup. it's it's a whole different thing if you've got a car that's got a little you know the engine's a little weird you got the a transmission's Ford. got some you know, yeah, Ford, you got yeah. Ford, you can trust if, the Ford. If you got if you got a car that's kind of you've had it for nine yeah. years and the wheel like over here it kind of shakes a little bit. Romo, then you know, yeah, then you know you need a backup. And Tony Romo had about thirty thousand
4: miles on him. Dak exactly. has Dak has about twenty two, and he's sturdy. He's built like a tank. He's built like a Ford like truck, a Ford right? Truck.
1: So so the point is so the point is you can be a little <laughs> you can be a little bit more. Uh, you know, free with not worrying about the backup when you've got a it, guy like that.
4: It might come back to bite us all in the butt, but I am comfor- I'm comfortable trusting that Dak will be available for 16 games. I'm not going to dignify that. I'm not going to dignify that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I get you, Dave, and I'm actually on the same page with you. On
4: what, what else are you going to do? Right. You know, I mean, right. especially at this point, That's which it would be a fun story if Taron Christian is better than Cooper Rush and Mike White. But, like, what a bad look for the ops, for football ops, if, like, this dude that they signed on a whim three days before camp beats out their two-year groomed backup and their draft pick. Like, just they're like, well, we need an arm for camp. Get in here. Oh, he's actually better than these guys we've been working on for two years. Oh, they won't look at it that way. They, of They'll course they won't because like they're the never wrong.
3: 365 days a year we, we look at these players. But, you know, he was the guy There's
4: always had. You always got to have an out for why you weren't wrong, but I'll remember. All right, next question.
1: Most impressive rookie, and there's a list of them. Uh, I'll throw out some of the names. You guys feel free to use Mm. these or others. Tristan Hill, Jalen Guyton, Joe Jackson, Jalen Jelks, John V. Johnson, Tony Pollard, Daniel Wise, Nick. Um.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is who you have the best feeling about?
1: Who's at the best to practice? Okay, 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 uh, okay, okay,
4: okay, okay.
3: I'm gonna stick with my guy here. I just I have this this hunch about Jalen Jelks. So I'm not saying he's had great practices. He did not knock a power forward on his ass. So I'll say Jelks dumped him, not just knocked like yeah. Dumped him. Go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry, uh, Dave.
4: Um, jeez. He uh,
2: looks. The, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say like he looks the part. You know, yeah, absolutely. he he looks yeah. like he has that mold of the rest of the group. So. He, I don't know. He's
4: a big long, yep. beefy dude.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I cut that wow. out. Cut that out. Kay.
4: Hey, I know you Dave. swing that way. Turn that what? into a drum cheese.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Dave. Um, your, your get point.
4: back on the rails. Uh it's way easier for receivers to stand out out here, but I, Daniel Wise, he just he's doing stuff. He's he's getting in there. Low man wins and all that good stuff. I'm encouraged by what I've seen from him so far. <laughs> all right, Amber.
2: Let me see the list again. Remember
3: yesterday <laughs> when you didn't talk that much and you were mad? <laughs> I don't yeah. ever get to talk. And then today you're just coming out with fire. <laughs>
1: she said, I'll teach him." I <laughs> got something
2: for them. Ow. <laughs> you know what? Um, <laughs> I don't know about most impressive or not. I think Pollard, I've seen flashes of him. Of, of course, this is something that you would expect yeah. from this guy. But he has shown flashes to where – It's promising to what he can do. And then once you plug that in with the O-line and everything else, um, I think he can be explosive and really benefit from him on the field. We'll see. But I would say he has the one that – he's been the one I've been keeping my eye on the most. So I would just go with him.
1: Let me ask you a question about – all you guys a question about Tony Pollard. Uh, One of the things that I heard a lot when when the Cowboys drafted him was – like the guy has a, uh, a background playing receiver. One of his greatest assets is he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. Have you guys seen him lining up outside yes. or, or doing a lot of running routes downfield that will allow them to really exploit those assets? Um, and maybe when Zeke is back, create opportunities where you put both of them on the field with him having a little bit more of kind of an H-back responsibility or, or even a receiver
4: responsibility in some of those packages. Yes to the first question. They've been moving him all over the place. He's been shifting out of the backfield and lining up wide. When you say downfield, like I'm not talking. I don't yeah, want. I'm not talking a no, fly. But, I'm talking. You
1: know. Can he? Can he run
4: a dig route? Yes. Can he run a? Yeah. Are those are yeah. kinds of
1: things he's doing. Or is think, pretty much just a flare? Get out in the out open field and catch. To this
4: all. point, that's what we have seen, and that's the th- you know. I'm excited by his talent. I got to see. That they're gonna use it in a new way before I believe it, and that's on Kellen Moore. You know, I always I fell hook, line, and sinker for the Tavon experience. Yeah, I don't. The I'm experience. not. I'm not gonna buy it until I see it this time. But I hope. I hope that they use him that way.
2: But you know, the the good thing with Kellen Moore is what I like so far is that we have been seeing different mixes of, you know, routes and different things. He he has been changing it up to where. You're not just seeing the same stuff that we're used to seeing so he's being creative at least
1: one of the things that that nick and i were talking about the other day that we saw that we've seemed to notice a lot more is guys running free which to me speaks to scheme Um, when you see a guy that's just wide open catching the ball usually that's not a guy that just beat somebody that bad usually there is something about the scheme of the offense and what they did that purposefully got a guy open Um, and we've seen we seem to have seen that we seem to be seeing that a little bit more It'll be interesting to see once we get into games if that's yeah. what you see. Uh, but it does signal to me that maybe you have an offensive coordinator now that, that is looking for opportunities to create those types of schemes uh, that can get your guys open and get them yeah. in the open field, let them see what they can do with the ball in their hands. All right, let's take our uh, final break. We'll come back. We've got about three or four more questions to do. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football.
1: Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. And uh, we're going through our quarterly review. Cowboys have been through four practices, although Dave thinks it's only been two. And uh, we'll have a lot more to, uh, to, to talk about here in this final segment, a few more questions that we'll hit uh, on this team and what they've done so far through those practices. Uh, next question for you guys. Player that's most likely not to be on the final 53-man roster. Here's some names: Taco Charlton, Xavier Suafilo, Tavon Austin, Cooper Rush, Kavon Frazier. Most likely not to make mm. the final 53. Mm. Now, here's that's the thing. I want, here's the thing. I also <laughs> want to throw out With Xavier, Xavier Suafilo. He's a guy that is playing well out here. However, yeah. does that create an opportunity for the Cowboys maybe to trade him to get value on a position maybe they want to bulk up?
4: You want me to say Taco? That's what you want. No, that's not what I want you to say. Because let me, but let me also
1: say this too. Can I also throw this in? (laughs) I know we've, I know we've (laughs) given Taco a hard time. Taco's not been horrible. Like there have been a couple plays I've seen Taco make out here during these first two practices. So. Let's be a little bit cautious of painting the picture because I think we have painted the picture a little bit. Then, like when we say embarrassing, like that, well, it's not we. When Amber says embarrassing, <laughs> yeah, it does paint the picture that he's been like getting just completely over overpowered out of here. And I don't think that's been the case. When
4: ninety-nine point nine percent of the people that are interested in the Cowboys can only see it through the frame of what we say or what we shoot on video, it's like a runaway train, positive yeah. and negative. Right, I agree. But so. No, and, yeah, and that's what, like, I'm not I'm not going to bury a first-round pick before he even has a chance to play in a preseason game or right. go through more padded practices. I so I
1: don't want you to say taco,
4: but go ahead. I think the answer is Xavier Suafilo, and that's not because he's not a good player. It's because this is a loaded offensive line. We I think we did this the other day, but you've got your starting five. You have Cam Fleming because you need a swing tackle. Um, then you've got, you've got Joe Looney, who it seems silly to think that you would part ways with him. Connor McGovern's not going anywhere. You just drafted him in the top 100. So you already have eight. Uh, so you're, you're running out of space. And, again, how many interior offensive linemen do you need? If you keep nine, wouldn't you like a guy who can play tackle? Xavier Suafilo is a starting caliber player. Maybe you could trade him for something or, you know, somebody might come calling and you can bolster another position. So if I had to bet right now, that would be, that would be my guy. One thing I would throw out, though, I know we've had this conversation
1: as well. When you start talking interior linemen or having too many of them, two of your starting interior linemen can also double out in, on the tackle. So right. you're not really in a situation where you're really exposed having that extra interior offensive lineman because – We're talking
4: about Zach as one, right? Yeah, we're
1: talking about Zach and we're talking Connor about Connor. Really Both well. of them can play tackle uh, or at least have played tackle at some point. Um, I would, and So I, I yeah. do think it, it creates a little bit more of an opportunity for you if you wanted to have them as your – backup backup plan. I think
4: that's optimistic just because I, I think they don't want to move Zach. Like, you don't want the best guard in the NFL playing another position unless there's no other choice. And then Connor just hasn't done it enough. Like, he's taken reps at tackle in one OTA, I believe. So... I think that's a little optimistic but I I mean I I, I think it's a valid point. It would be the but backup
1: to the backup though, right? Yeah. You already have a swing tackle and I would suspect if you lost a tackle for suspend uh, an extended amount of time you'd go out and get one yeah. off the free agent wire. Like you wouldn't necessarily go in but you could handle it for the rest of that game if you needed to.
3: You know, Sue I his him being here to me is is a contingent on what happens with Frederick. If Frederick is just like really good no issues no setback back to form then I I think you could maybe think about parting ways but if you if if that's not the case and I just don't expect it will be the case where there's no concerns at all because then you've got to keep Looney in that role that Looney could be the starter and then you got to have Suofilo there so I I just wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of and then you think about also Suofilo's not old what happens with Lyell next year what happens if Connor moves out there Sofilo, I, I, Connor McGovern is the yeah. answer to that question. I, I get it, but then I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I. It's like you cheap. know what Sofilo can
2: give you, and you've seen he's it so cheap.
3: far. He works hard. I, I, I don't know. That wouldn't be my answer to that question. Okay. Well, then we'll then get to your answer. answer. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Go. go for for it. What's your answer? Um. Tavon Austin. I just. I'll say. I just don't. Know yeah. where the role will That's be there. Fair. I think Pollard will will do the things you want him to do offensively. You can find a punt returner. You know, worry about making him punt. You know, I mean, there's there's not a lot of opportunities to to be you know to have a, aggressive punt returns anyways. So I just don't know if if that that would be the reason to keep him. You know, we'll we'll see. He he just you know he was hurt for a lot last year and seemed okay with it and. I mean, he worked hard. I mean, he got back. When he got back in there, he had a big big play in the playoff game. But I just don't know if you need him as a gadget type it's player when Tony you Pollard? Tony Pollard fills that role. Yeah. He's not a I mean, he never has been this super polished receiver. Right. That's
4: a good answer. Amber.
2: That's who I was leaning towards the most. Uh, but I just wonder if Kellen Moore sees something in him to where maybe he thinks yeah. that he can utilize him better or Actually, just utilize him, because last year they really didn't. Right. So I, I wonder. But I saw you on your list you had Cooper Rush. I, I would go with maybe Mike White. Either one. T- A- take it, I it off. Because I I definitely you cannot keep three quarterbacks.
1: Well, they did last year. They
2: did last year, but at this point I, I, I just – I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep three, especially those two as I an would, option. I
3: wouldn't keep three knowing that if, if Dak, something were happened to Dak, you're going to go get it someone else. Right. Well, it just doesn't make sense. And I think before. we all –
1: probably agree that if something happened to Dak long-term, they would be going to get someone else. So it makes me wonder, like, why would you have three on this roster, especially a roster if that's Cooper very deep, signed. and, but that's and, you, the and thing. you're basically going to have to cut some so. good players, right? You're yeah. going to have to cut some good players this year. Why cut a good player in favor of keeping three
4: quarterbacks where two of them you feel like are pretty comparable? I agree with you wholeheartedly, but one thing I've learned is, like, they get to do whatever the hell they want. That's their roster. Absolutely. No, I, so, g- I get that. And I, like, would, would you be shocked? Would you be shocked if they kept three? No, no,
1: no right? He's not so, shocked, but, but let me. Uh, so let me change the question. Should they keep no. three? No. Okay. no, 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 okay. no. no. So just we all keep, agree. Keep Mike White, and keep after I want to.
4: I, I, if Mike White One is even, if he's even close, it, it, it's just a money thing and and a years thing. Mike White's got two more years or three if you count this season. Cooper Rush is a restricted free agent. It's the same thing. I think Kayvon Frazier makes this team for what he brings as a special teamer, but he's got to watch out for Donovan Wilson because he's the same player. Mm-hmm. He was drafted in the same round. He plays the same position. If he can do what Kayvon does for a cheaper. at a cheaper price for more years, that's probably where they'll go. Yep. So That's what makes it hard for these veterans. If you can't separate yourself from right. that young guy that's coming after your job
1: Right. Take it for He's got to right? be
3: better than I, I Luka yeah. for sure. I right.
4: do think I mean Kayvon has been good enough on special teams, and you know, coaches love to keep the guy that they trust to do what they need to do. So I think that gives him a leg up.
1: All right. Free agent most likely to make the final fifty three. Georgia Loca, Kerry Hyder, Christian Covington. I think we all like Hyder and Covington. Question will be those are positions where they have a lot of depth. So which of these three is if you can only take one, is most likely to make this team?
4: Depth is working against Heider at end. I think it's working for Covington mm-hmm. at tackle. Explain that. Well, you got Malik and you got Woods, and then we talked about yesterday. Who else do you – you're like, that guy's on the team. I got mean, it. Daniel Ross has been sorry, solid, sorry. but he's no yeah. lock by any means. If Covington's solid, then, you know, you probably keep four defensive tackles, and there's not – there isn't a third one that's definitively better than him on
3: the depth chart right now. Okay?
4: Yeah, I think.
3: What's what, how did you phrase the question? Free
1: agent that was that's least likely to make the final fifty three. Least likely. Oh oh least. Oh. Yeah, I thought you said likely. most. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Least likely. No, Covington, may have is the, Covington, is Covington is the least. most. <laughs> Covington yeah. is, is the, the most. <laughs> yeah. is is the the most. Tell you what, let's do it both ways. Most likely and least likely. I-Loka. So most likely, you
4: say Covington. Who's your least likely? Iloka. Iloka. Which I think that will surprise a lot of people because he's started eighty uh-huh. games and he's been in the league for so long, but. And and it's early. It's definitely early, but he's out here running with the third team. You know they trust uh, they trust Darian Thompson over him. While Xavier Woods was, uh, you know, with the birth of his daughter, uh, his you know you always got to look at the money in these circumstances. Which I think they gave him nine hundred thousand. It's a lot to us, but not to them. There's nothing. There's no no contractual obligations tying them to him. So he's gonna need to be. Amazing, I think, to beat out some of this younger well, He's talent. got something working
3: for him, though. He went to Boise. Yeah. And when you go to <laughs> Boise, you have a chance. So did As Darian Thompson, know. though. So. <laughs> right. No, nah, I, I think it's probably Adloca's the least likely. But but Hyder's, you know, not far behind there because Hyder's just going to be kind of caught up in just a numbers depth game that I just don't know if, if – It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him. Do so you
1: agree Covington's most likely?
3: I, I think so. But here's the deal about Hyder. Heider will get a chance to make a splash play in preseason games because he's the guy that plays second quarter. He'll play a lot of the second quarter, maybe even first quarter. First, second quarter, and he'll make some plays, and he has position. All you have to do is is get around the edge, sack the quarterback, cause a fumble, and it's like, okay, well, he's on the team. Think about it. First game, if he does something like that or any of these guys, Jackson, jokes, any of those guys that do that, you're like, okay, well – He's on the team,
1: especially if you do it early in the game. Yeah, like if saying.
2: you
3: do it yeah. like that, so those guys will have an opportunity, and Hyder will play a lot because he's that—he'll be in that first, second quarter, third quarter guy, play a lot and probably make an impact.
4: I do want to say this, and I—I I don't want to harp on it too much because I don't want to sound like Mickey. But the reason <laughs> why—the reason why I balk at quarterly review and it's two padded practices—that's my impression of Iloka right now. Right. But you're talking about a guy that's been in the league since 2013. If he gets out here in some practices and starts diagnosing some plays and cuts in and gets a TFL or gets his hand on a ball and just does vet stuff, a week from now we could be talking about how, damn, my making all these plays. He hasn't done anything yet. I would even argue they're not. He hasn't had a great opportunity because he's buried on the depth chart. But, but by the time we start playing preseason games, it could be a whole different well, guess story.
1: Guess what? Guess what? We're going to do, do a like halfway a review. I and know. We're going to do one of the three well, quarter. I know. And but we're going to do one to wrap camp. The so thing you, about it was and look, the Cooper
3: Rush you. did nothing, really, in the first couple of practices. He goes to Canton and would do the game against the Cardinals, and he makes a few plays, and it's like, oh. Yeah. yeah wow. And we're going to
4: be sitting here talking about somebody after that yeah. Niners, Niners game. Yeah, but, like, absolutely.
3: four great catches here. And then one one-handed catch in the game, and all of a sudden you, you're boom. Yeah. It's like it's oh, the Kevin why Smith. Uh, you know,
1: it's the reason why we talked about Xavier Woods early in the show. He had a great interception the yep. other day. That that one play, he had a couple plays, but that one play makes him stand out. So you're right. You get one great play out here, one great play in a preseason game, and all of a sudden you start getting on the radar of people as hey, well, you don't want to look. You don't want the possibility of missing out on what this guy can bring you for the season. You don't want to cut him, right? And and that that certainly happens. We've all seen it happen. Amber, did you have an answer on that? Most likely and least likely free agent to make the final 53?
2: I think least likely I would go with George Mm -hmm. just because of the position. When you talk about the other two guys, I think, and I know that people get injured all the time and they come back and they're still able to play. But, for example, with Covington, when you look at Malik Collins, the injuries that he's had, Antoine Woods, he's – dealt with some things, had a surgery during the offseason. Uh, they should be fine and all of that. But when you talk about injuries, it, it's just like I, I, I know it can be a reoccurring thing. You're never 100% healthy again. So position-wise, I would just stick with those two guys and leave George out.
4: Okay, I just realized I've left Tristan Hill out of my D tackle depth chart, but the point still remains is yeah. that there's no clear cut guy above right. Covington in terms of making the team. All right, final question. Rookie most likely
1: to make the team? John Vay, uh, rookie, I'm sorry, rookie free agent most likely to make the team? John Vay Johnson, Jalen Guyton, Daniel Wise, Mitch Hyatt, and Luke Gifford.
4: Which of those rookie free agents is most likely to make the 53? You want me to say I know you don't. I, don't I know, I know I'm just it's a figure of speech. All right, good. John Vay Johnson is the obvious one and he has looked really impressive out here. But the the unsexy You think he's been better than Guyton? Uh yeah, yeah, I do. But I mean not you know, splitting hairs, but I yeah. think he's been better. But okay. the unsexy answer that might be right is probably Gifford. <laughs> because you know, every year we're like, They can't stash this receiver, he's too good and then yeah. sure enough he's on the practice squad. But right the linebacker that can come out here and play a bunch of special teams and doesn't look totally lost on defense, like, that guy always makes the team. He might not ever dress, but they'll put him on the team. So This was a Nick question, by the way.
1: How oh, was it? It was
3: yeah. – the reason why I did the question is to somehow figure out a way to get Gifford in an answer. Right. There you go. Because <laughs> you've been seeing the same thing. Right. right? So, I was going to – you know, I thought John Vay would be – somebody would pick John vay or – or wise. I mean, or wise. I <laughs> mean, Wise. Wise has know, been another you know, guy I've, about. I've
4: fallen in love with too many receivers over the years. Yeah. Whether it's it happens Eric, every year. Eric Rodgers, Lance Lenore. You know what I
1: realize? Every camp has those guys. Every camp no, has sure. a,
4: a free agent
1: receiver that everybody kind of raves about a little bit. So when you say, well, we can't cut him. The Cowboys can't cut him because they'd lose him. Well, every team has and one, yeah. so no team is worried about podcast that. podcast right?
3: is debating about their eighth exactly receiver right now. And, and here's what Gifford's got to do. He's got to be better than Chris Covington. You know, he's got to be better than Marshall, Justin Marshall-Lillard. So
4: he might not even have to be better than them because true, you're going to keep
3: – They're going to keep six,
4: maybe even seven because and, – and I'm all due respect to Sean Lee, like he's not – I'm not thinking about him on special teams. Like right. your top three are here to play defense – then the core of your special teams is the back end of your it's linebacker depth chart yep. so whether i mean it could be Luke Gifford Nate Halls another one um yeah keep an eye on these young linebackers whose names you don't know yep.
3: not Andrew Dow because he he was here and he's no longer here i don't think he's on the field today they've and a hamstring. They're going to decide to waive him, give him injury settlement. He was a rookie free agent, Andrew When
2: Dowell. that happened, I was like, we had an Andrew? Michigan <laughs> Michigan State. <laughs> that's, that's bad. I should probably know that. <laughs> Sorry. I, I Yeah, you it's didn't know just that. forgettable. Hey, I you guess. talk
4: about guys oh, wow. that, that God, have been – You have such a way with words. No, like well, you, just you say know, the my meanest. vocabulary is she limited does.
2: in English, so I've got to go with what <laughs>
4: It is not. You do this podcast no. every day. No, she's just mean. She's yeah. just mean. I You're just
1: mean. Not she's just mean. I'm not uh, but talking about people that have that are no longer with the team, we didn't even mention that Larry Allen Jr. Uh, was was has he been officially yes, released? Yes, he was released officially yesterday
4: released uh-huh. in favor um, of a linebacker, actually yeah. Justin yeah. Phillips. It so just another name to keep an eye on.
3: You know, it's about who you know. There's no doubt about it that that he was here because he's Larry Allen's son. There's no doubt, and they gave him a shot. And he he didn't he didn't have it. We knew we That's could sad. we could see it. We we we. But you have to be like the greatest offensive lineman in the history of the Cowboys, maybe the history of the NFL. To get that, right? I mean, it's not sad, and I'll—it's th- this guy pegged it. it. It's not sad. It's this just guy pegged talking it. about Brian. Brian brought, brought it. He just didn't have it. No but, no, but
4: no,
2: I'm saying it's sad in the aspect when you have he's your dad's make more money. name, and, and you're trying—maybe t- uh, you don't know if that was his dream or not—but when you're trying to live up to mm-hmm. your dad's legacy and expectations. Yeah, but it's you know sad what? Sad in right. that aspect.
4: He—he he got a degree from Harvard. He went to yeah. Harvard. He got Harvard. To, he got to put on the same jersey as his dad, even if it was only for a few months, he got you know, he got to do he lived the NFL experience for a very short period of time. But I mean he if was he, at he was at the star, he came the out here if yeah. he made got the to put on there's a photo of squad. him. I bet him and his dad took a picture together after he signed or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. I'm maybe he wanted to have a better shot at it, but it's still
3: a pretty nice story. The practice squad would have been a, a a good, you know, destination for him. If he makes this team, practice squad, 100000 he's about to go make more than that, Some, do whatever. I'll he's be interested. a graduate of Harvard, yes. He I will is, be interested yes. to see, like, if,
4: you know, is he real? I mean, he started in the Ivy League. Like, he, yeah. he, he can't be a terrible football player if he started in college football, so I wonder if anybody else will give him a shot. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but like
1: Nick said, like – I'm I'm not worried for him. No, he, He's going <laughs> to have opportunities. To quote
4: Brian us. he yeah. already won. Yes, like he, he won, absolutely did. He won this game a
1: long time ago. He absolutely did, and there's no reason for him to be ashamed or embarrassed about this. He has a Harvard education, and like you said, he got an opportunity to live the dream for a bit, even if it was just for a small it's bit. Way he got longer an opportunity live, than live the vast the
4: dream. majority of us. Absolutely right. All
1: right, guys, we are wrapping this thing up. We will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time, noon, for you guys back in Dallas. Talking a little more Cowboys football with you. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com, radio. This has been a production
0: of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this, Cowboys?